SABC News, independent and impartial. Your time to shine, 6 to 7 a.m. Weekend View with Elvis Presley. Call us on 0891-104-208. That is the number that you can call to tell us what was your top stories for the week that was and the week ahead. What are you looking at for next week? Now, this week on The Unedited, we caught up with Eric Narke. He's a political editor at The Citizen Newspaper. One of Eric's top stories was on the former U.S. President Barack Obama delivering the 16th Nelson Mandela Lecture uh, to mark Madiba's 100th birthday. President Sylvia Maposa, as well as former First Lady Grasa Marcel, were among those attended. Obama told the crowd that Mandela understood um, as he stood in the apartheid dock in 1964 that human rights, including equality of all people, are universal and non-negotiable. This is what Eric had to say. Our main story uh, this week as a citizen was the visit to South Africa by former U.S. President Barack Obama, uh, uh, where he addressed the Nelson Mandela annual lecture. Um, our, our our headline actually was Obama Boost for Syria, which was the front page uh, headline. And then inside on page three, where the full story is, we said uh, it is an endorsement for Syria Ramaphosa um, by Obama, uh, not only by him, but also uh, Mama Grasha Michelle also endorsed and praised uh, Ramaphosa's uh, presidency and the work he is doing. And they said that uh, he is uh, uh, actually an inspiration. He has been able to inspire people behind uh, the government. We see this as a citizen actually as an endorsement and uh, by Obama, uh, who actually had a, a meeting before addressing, he had a meeting with uh, President Ramaphosa um, uh, before they went to the stadium at the Wanderers in Johannesburg. Uh, the reason we say it is an endorsement because we believe that uh, President Obama actually had been to all other places, but uh, in South Africa he came only to for the memorial service of late Nelson Mandela in 2013, but he has never paid a, an official state visit. But this time, the fact that they addressed the platform together, and the fact that Obama made such good statement uh, in praise of Ramaphosa really, to us, it was a, an endorsement of him. So the, that is that is the main story we ran as, as a citizen. We got um, other stories uh, inside as well that we believe are very important. But still, on the issue of Obama, there is a very unique story, uh, which we can say is actually a scoop for us where uh, President Obama, uh, our headline was Obama left in the cold on page two on on, on Wednesday. We said that uh, the U.S. government, uh, President Trump, said instructed people in the U.S. embassy in South Africa never not to assist Obama in any way except the security. So Obama really depended on the Nelson Mandela Foundation and the Obama Foundation for his uh, visit to South Africa. There was no support from the U.S. Embassy at the instruction of President uh, Trump. So, which was something very strange, because usually the, uh, all U.S. former presidents, they've got high detailed security, they've got all kinds of assistance from the Americans, but in the case of Obama, they 
they did not um, support him at all, which was an official position, which is something also very interesting to look at. Uh, but if you look at uh, the relations between Obama and Trump, they have not been good at all since uh, since uh, Trump came to power, he talked about uh, doing away with the Obamacare or the health system that Obama introduced in the U.S. We are not surprised, therefore, that uh, uh, Trump decided that Obama must not be uh, assisted. That is the main story that we ran this week. And then we said uh, another story uh, this week where uh, President uh, Cyril Ramaphosa addressed the he addressed Kumu uh, at Inverso, where Mandela was born. He was speaking there, um, addressing the rural people there about uh, the Nelson Mandela uh, centenary celebrations, uh, where he said that Mandela was not was never a sellout. That was a, a, also an important story to us. Uh, the same position was said by former President Jacob Zuma uh, in the same event. The same message was said by former President Thabo Mbeki in Johannesburg, uh, where he addressed uh, the Nelson Mandela Foundation event on on Nelson Mandela. So Cyril Ramaphosa really made it clear that uh, Mandela was never a sellout. Those who accuse him of being sellouts actually um, actually armchair revolutionaries, as he put it. He said they are just armchair revolutionaries. So it's a position... Instead of being a sellout, he said Mandela was actually a true blue-eyed, uh, blue-blooded revolutionary. That's the term he used: true blue-blooded revolutionary. That, those are the two main stories that uh, I think dominated our news this week. Where they were all around uh, the Mandela centenary celebration. Starting from Monday, it's going to be a debate around whether uh, ANC has achieved unity in KwaZulu-Natal and Gauteng. There have been tensions uh, among the members, especially in KZN, uh, where some members had been challenging that uh, province um, in courts around the election of the Provincial Executive Committee. It will symbolize the beginning of, of real unity in that province. And that was the political editor at the Citizen newspaper, Eric Nake, giving us his top stories for the week that was and the week ahead. It's time for you to do the same on 0891-104-208. Let me know what was your top stories for the week that was and the week ahead, right here on that number, 891-104-208. But let me first take a quick glance at what you are telling me on the Facebook page as well as on the Twitter handle. Uh, this one from Nkosi Peta says, um, it will work, as you see, even the national um, in at national level, it happens. It is not about them; it's about the party. That's about unity. Is mentioning there. Uh, Bibi Mia says, "Peace and greetings to all in the Rainbow Nation. Sports unite, politics divide. Let's turn to religion. We need a day of national prayers. Elvis, we need to pray harder for love and peace. Uh, the beat of Mamalodi beat the mighty Amakosi in the Shal Helix Cup. No love lost. It's Preseason, Mamma Mia, the new Italian coach Giovanni has come up with the winning mojo for the Chiefs. Uh, Elvis, the petrol prices going up again. Yes, indeed, it will be, be sad, isn't it? Get ready for a total eclipse of the moon on Friday. Who will reign in the rain in Hockenheim? It's the German GP and it's wet, wet, wet. Catch the 22nd of July. It's Brain Day.
Elvis have a handful of almonds. Food for thought. Be a nutty professor. That's BB Mia there with that one. You can keep them coming on that number. Or in fact, on the Facebook page, on the Twitter handle. But you can call me right now. 891 104208. That's the number in studio. I want to know what was your top story for the week that was and the week ahead. Now, this is our jovial Rantau, the group ombudsman at the independent media, look back at some of the big stories here at home and around the globe. In South Africa, really, there's only one story, eh? The 100th anniversary of uh, the great Nelson Mandela. Um, and if you look at the week, uh, the week would have been filled with all kinds of activities to commemorate uh, the founding father for democracy. Uh, the, there was a major event at the Wanderers where President uh, Obama, uh, formerly of the U.S., uh, delivered the annual Nelson Mandela lecture. And then there was the official uh, function the following day in the Bezo. And, uh, and of course, you know, across South Africa, every corner, every citizen did a little bit to celebrate the man and uh, did a little bit to contribute uh, positively to humanity uh, and to the growth of uh, democracy. If you look uh, overseas, the other big story for this week was the big Trump-Putin uh, uh, summit in, in Helsinki. Mm-hmm. Um, at which uh, a lot of things were said which shocked uh, Americans and, uh, and other people. Uh, the big uh, news there was the, the manner in which the President of the United States came out uh, in agreement with, uh, with the Russian President and attacking his own uh, intelligence uh, structures in the U.S. That caused a lot of trouble, uh, predictably, in the U.S., and the president was forced days later to, to restart and said that he misspoke. But that, together with the Brexit uh, movement and debate in the UK, for me, were the two uh, major political international stories. The only uh, sort of human interest story internationally that was big uh, this week was the Thai soccer team. The boys uh, who were rescued, rescued from a cave last week are now healthy uh, and, and uh, <clears throat> strong enough to be reunited with their parents, and they've been talking about their experiences. Well, that is a big story, and uh, the, 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 uh, the story really for us was uh, Obama's own state-of-the-world analysis. You know, um, and Obama making an observation quite major in, in my view that the world was at crossroads and actually the world needs uh, a Mandela now more than it is ever done. Um, and that the world needs, needs the, 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 the Mandela principles, uh, the Mandela principles of, of an inclusive and a just world the Mandela principles of putting the constitutional rights of people, human rights of people ahead of everyone else. And, um, you know, and in many ways, uh, um, saying that the, the, the world um, does not need strong men who can do as they wish. 
Um, and in uh, appreciating and emphasizing the principles which were at the heart of uh, President Mandela's life and leadership, uh, he was also pointing uh, a finger at, at many uh, major political leaders around around the world um, who are doing exactly the opposite of what Nelson Mandela stands for. You just have to look in Obama's backyard and look at the human rights violations committed by the current president of the U.S. You just have to look uh, everywhere else and, and, and see how uh, presidents around the world seem to have forgotten that they got into power with a place that they would do everything in, 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 in their ability to serve people and not to serve themselves. I think the, uh, the big story has got to be the uh, Zimbabwe elections. Uh, it will be the first for uh, the new president, President Mudangagwa, and quite a big test for the MDC, which will face its first election without uh, Morgan Tsangarai. Um, it's a big, it's a big moment for for Zimbabwe, a big moment for for Sadek, and a big moment for uh, for uh, for Africa, you know. And also, we uh, the, the police uh, seems to be on a good run in relation to nabbing people who are responsible for the cash in transit heist. So we're looking ahead to uh, a few more revelations there about the cops as successive, uh, as promised by the, the, the police commissioner. And clearly, um, you know, I think the uh, the private prosecution of of the NCOP chair Tandi Mudise uh, by Harry Nell and 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 his supporters uh, is something that uh, is is generating quite an interesting debate in South Africa. And that was the group ombudsman at the Independent Media, Jovil Rontel, giving his his take on the week that was and the week ahead. But let's find out from you about your top stories for the week that was and the week ahead. Let's hear it from Mike in Newlands. A very good morning to you, Mike. Oh, a very good morning to you, Elvis. I have to say, I'm, I'm, not, I'm just a little comment quickly. I don't, the new format of the show is not really appealing to me, I don't think, too much to your listeners. I kind of miss the old days. When we had a couple of journalists together or editors, and we actually had that little bit of banter. So, uh, you know, I think that's really what gave your show great ratings, apart from your fantastic charm, of course. But uh, we, we, we're missing that a little bit. On my top story of the week, well, was without doubt the NPA dropping yet another charge. Uh, this against Tom Ayani. So I think it's three charges the NPA have dropped, which they could have taken to court. And uh, that, to my mind, is a story we really need to talk more about. And uh, going forward, um, I think the coup, or the this talked about coup by the SANDF, I find absolutely shocking. So I think that is something that's really very scary. We need to discuss more. And then finally, of course, I think there will be a massive listener backlash to this new format. So we'll have to watch that very, very carefully, Elvis, because mm. I think we'll be demanding two hours and not one. Thank you, Elvis. <laughs> Thank you, Mike and Newlands. Now, just to let you know, Mike, because of, in the interest of time, there is no time, really, uh, because we only have one hour and we, could, we'll get a, we have a half an hour for the editors now. So there's not much time to really engage with the editors as such. But uh, yes. Uh, you can keep them coming and let me know what's uh, your top story for the week that was and the week ahead. Now, earlier this year, the presidency dismissed claims that President Jacob Zuma had agreed to step down as fake news. The rant, which had gained as much as 1% on that expectation that uh, the former President Zuma was on his way out, surrendered some of its gains after the rebuttal from the spokesperson. Now, there are suggestions that fake news are posing a serious threat to the credibility of journalism. But what is it? What is fake news and how can you spot it? Now, for more on this, we join on the line by journalism trainer and specialist in fake news, Ray Joseph. A very good morning to you, Ray, and welcome. 
Morning, my friend. Now, before we look at the intricacies of fake news, looking at the big stories, both covered by our editors this morning, was the 16th uh, Nelson Mandela lecture to Mark Madiba's 100th birthday. In relation to the coverage that you've observed of the events and the celebrations, was this event by any way targeted by the spread of fake news? I actually looked for that, and no, I didn't. I didn't really, no, I didn't really see anything at all. Mm. To be honest, I personally never saw, and I actually looked out for it. Aha! Uh-huh. So um, that's that's good news. <laughs> now, briefly so, explain to us what is fake news, though. So, look, first of all, I think calling it fake news, we're buying into the hands of the politicians who 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 use it by anything that they disagree with. Um, they'll immediately dismiss as fake news rather than actually say what is wrong with it. You know, I, I think on many levels, you get many levels of it. So you get misinformation, you get dis- disinformation, you get hoaxes, you get satires in the middle of it. But really, it's anything that someone has made up that really is not true. Um, I think the thing that we need to watch out, the most important thing, is very often where you don't recognize is when there's an incident that happens and old pictures get used. Mm. So, so the pictures are real, but they're completely out of context. And I'll tell you, I'll give you a very good idea where you see it fairly regularly is coming out of the Middle East. Whenever there's a blow-up between Israel and Gaza, you'll very often see pictures coming out of one side or the other having committed a, a massacre or something like that. And very often those pictures are actually real pictures, but they don't relate to the actual incident that's been spoken about. Hmm. And that and that happens very often. And it also happens very often with video. So there's quite a famous video that goes around every time it hails in Johannesburg. There's a picture that people might have seen and a video of someone holding a hailstone the size of a cricket ball. Hmm. Um, that's a real that's a real video and it's a real picture. The problem is it dates back to 2012 or 2013. <laughs> yeah. So so there's a lot of that going around. Yes. So what can the public look out for, or how can we spot fake news? So look, it's it it can be very very hard to spot, but I think the first thing you need to do is to actually query the source of where it came from. Is is the source credible? Is it a credible newspaper? Is it SAFM? Um, is it a credible journalist coming who, who's, putting, who's putting it out? I think also with a photograph, if you look at a photograph very carefully, you'll very often be able to see what it's, when it's photoshopped. It's very crude. So again, if I may give you an example, um, uh, there, there, there was a photograph that went around a few years ago, but of Jacob Zuma and Babes Rudima dancing. Um, and, and she's wearing a tiny pair of hot pants and they're both grinning, grinning like mad. But when you look at that picture really carefully, you can see she's been moved into the picture. Um, so fake news very often has got a grain of truth. So people, and that picture was widely shared. So people said, well, the president is a bit of a ladies' man. We've seen him dancing up on stage in ANT rallies with famous musicians. Therefore, it must be true. Mm. And in fact, it was a that was a Photoshop picture. I think the most important people, the most important thing that people can do, is to look at the source. And if it's too good to be true, it often isn't. And 
a very quick thing you can do about anything is just Google and ask the question. You know, if some arbitrary person on your timeline is saying someone famous has died, so Madiba was killed half a dozen times before he actually died, just Google it and see if any other credible sources are reporting the same thing. It's highly likely that some person sitting in Kembeza or Sandton or wherever is going to know about the death of a famous person long before the actual news media knows. So that's a very good way of checking it. Just mm-hmm. do a basic Google. Now, there, um, are, there are suggestions that fake news are posing a serious threat to the credibility of journalism. Do you buy into that, though? Well, yes, because I, I, yes, I do, because I think we are the very first line of defense. You know, and we've had a bunch of incidents where stuff that journalists should should have checked, they didn't check. So anyone who's ever worked in any newsroom anywhere is not going to be handing in a story for broadcast, for publication, if they haven't double-checked it, if they haven't checked their sources. The, prob- the problem with social media is that it happens so fast, and people are in such a rush to be first that they're not doing the basic checks. So, so my advice there is rather be second and be right than rush to be first and get it wrong. And, yes, we've had quite a few incidents of journalists. I think of the old South African flag incident. Mm, yes. Um, where, in fact, all you had to do, so here's a tip. Anyone who's using Google on their phone and is using Google Chrome, um, it only works on Google Chrome, if you press on the actual photograph that you've got on your screen, a pop-up screen will come come up, and there'll be one that says "reverse Google with this," uh, "search Google with this image," and it will automatically go and search other iterations of a photograph. So, so what you really want to be doing is looking at that photograph, is looking at the date when it was first used. Does does that date fit in with the use now? If the date precedes that then you already know that this is a genuine picture, but it's being used out of context. But as for journalists, yes. I mean, we are the first line of defense on this, and if we don't get it right, I'm saying that people people should go to a credible source. I would hope they see journalists as credible, and journalists who don't do their homework, we all get damaged by that. Mm-hmm. Um, and just uh, finally, your advice to people out there uh, looking at uh, various, uh, especially websites, uh, what should they look out for? So, so look, with a website, one of the first things that you can do is look up at the address. If it's an HTTP address, um, stay away from it. Mm. Um, H, what you want is HTTPS. It means that they've gone to the trouble to secure their site. So those quick and nasty websites that come up, it, it takes a bit of time and trouble and expense to do to, to make it HTTP, to add the S, to make it secure. If people haven't done that, be careful of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that, that is one of the other things. Look at the language that people are using. Are there lots of um, capital letters and explanation marks and... Um, and and sources. So another thing that you would want to look in a story is if someone sources a story, they've written something that say, well, it appeared in the New York Times, and they're not linking back to the original story. There's a good there's a good chance they're making it up. But Google is your friend, my friend. Wonderful. Before you do, <laughs> before you do anything, go and check. If you're not sure, 
rather don't share. Well, there you have it. Ray, thank you so much for your time and giving us that advice. Thank you, my friend. Cheers. That was Bye. Ray Joseph, the journalism trainer as well as specialist in fake news. So maybe you learned something today about fake news. Don't just take it for granted. Google it, he says. Google is your friend. <laughs> well, keep them coming. On the question this morning that we posed to you, we want to know from you, what is your assessment of the push for unity at the ANC's provincial conferences that was held over the past three days in KZN as well as here in Gauteng? Uh, let me take a quick look at uh, Facebook again. Siegfried Hanich says, President Cyril Ramaphosa does himself no favor by advocating ANC unity in KZN, where the new deputy Chairman Mike Mabuyakulu is out on bail of 50,000 Rand for corruption and money laundering worth 28 million Rand. Well, these are some of your comments. You can still keep them coming. You can still engage with us on the Twitter handle as well as on the Facebook page. Uh, throughout the day, you can engage with that question uh, and you can tweet us as well. That Twitter handle, let me just remind you again the Twitter handle is hashtag the weekend view.